just look like a scruff. Shouldn't have me ass like a summer. That's why I banged the cap on. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it this way. I'm going to run this way. So, Sorry? Do I need... Do I, I don't think I need concealer on my spot, no. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> if you want to apply your concealer, I mean, it may be used in, <laughs> on Instagram. Because, because if you apply concealer, it might be used on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not Gary Neville. Join right now, let's go, let's get it. The way it in podcast, based in the UK, and we got it popping. Talking about issues and so many topics. Never hold back, we gotta be honest. Talking out many scenarios and breaking down actions and the consequences. I admit it's getting intense with Wade hosting. You don't really wanna miss it. The way it in podcast, the way it in podcast. Let's go. Over social media, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of posts about. Uh, men shouldn't tell women what to do with their bodies. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Because we are a feminist podcast. We are not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with that. Why? Why do you go straight to agreeing? Agreed. Purely, purely and simply, um, based on the topic of what I think you're going to lead into. This goes to show that we have very little preparation on this podcast. What I think you're going to be leading on to, <laughs> what I think you're going to be leading on to is uh, what's happening, especially across the pond in the States, yep. with the, it's illegal to have an abortion after six weeks. Yeah. I think it was six weeks? Yeah, six seven. weeks. Six or seven weeks. Yeah, something like that. Um, something like that. Um, and unfortunately, Whilst um, we do play a part in the creation of a child, um, it is ultimately a woman's body, and it should be that woman's choice. And it's you know, it shouldn't be up to um, some dude saying you know, some dude saying no, you've got to have an abortion because I don't want a ch- child, or vice versa, you've got to keep the child because I want to keep the child, or whatever. So no, that's that's why I jumped to agree. Hang on, you've said two things there, but one contradicts the other. Because on the flip side, if the you're saying if if one says that they want an abortion, that's wrong. But if one would say that they want to keep the child, did you say that was wrong? Yeah. So if the woman doesn't want to, so keep either the child, way, it's just the woman. Yeah, because it's her body ultimately, right? She's got to. She's got. So I said, whilst the whilst we as men play a part in the conception of the child, ultimately it's in the woman's body. Woman's got to deliver that child, carry the child, then nurse the child. She doesn't want it or wants to have it. You know, ultimately, it's her choice. You okay? And, and that's a fair point, and I completely agree with you on that. You say that men play a, a part in, in, you know, in effectively laying the seed, shall we say? But they're also fifty-fifty responsible for that child. Right? Yeah, I agree. You're not suggesting that a woman says. Yes, I want to keep it, and you're saying no, but don't worry then. You, you don't have to do anything. 
you're not going to be responsible for maintenance. You're not going to be responsible for that can't happen, You're not going to be responsible for X, Y, and Z. Why? In the, Why aren't you condemning that side of it? No, because ultimately, oh, that's the way. It sh- Hypothetically, that's the way it probably should be, right? I didn't know you don't want to have anything to do with this child, but I want to keep it. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. It's a human being at the end of the day. But do you agree it should be one way or another? No, I don't think it can be as black and white as that. So Okay. You're saying it's not as black and white as that, but you're, what your, your response is black and white in that. No, my response is black and white. No, no, my response is black and white. when it Men are held to... accountable for the woman's decision. Choose your partners wisely, boys. I agree. <laughs> but is that fair? Yeah, and on that basis, then why are you yeah. still a proponent for men shouldn't have a say in women's bodies? They shouldn't have a say. When, just in the example that we've utilised... They shouldn't have a say. All right, so they, they shouldn't should have, have a say. Then so, why so, be held so accountable? Ultimately, yeah, because I think the two topics are different, right? I think one of them is the, the woman's body itself, like you said. Yeah. And the other one is upbringing of a child. Whether or not you want to be part of it or not, you hear stories about people skipping out on their kids all the time because they don't want to be part of it. It is what it is. I think. I think. I think what we're trying to lead into here the, the topic, uh, you know, about when you can and can't have an abortion and stuff like that, being direct. First, first, what I want to know is: is where does that responsibility start and end, and why is it okay for a woman's ultimately her final decision now I, I appreciate what you say about a woman's body and all the rest of it i'm not disputing any of that but that's the biology there's nothing we can do about that like absolutely nothing we can do about that when that child is born and it needs to be breastfed you could put it to your tit all you want but fuck all's gonna come out right there's just we nothing we can do about it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> stick one of them <laughs> <laughs> right there's nothing we can do about it but yet we are still held accountable, whether that's at 50% or more, in whether that's in the maintenance or in the other side, some ways more, some ways less, completely understand that. But should not then, in that instance, the woman give up all rights or expectations from the man in order to maintain that singularity of, look, this is in me. I don't know. Unfortunately, that's the biology, but you can fuck off. I don't know. See, I'm I don't on the flip side. Leg- I, don't, I don't think it should be done. I don't think there should be any sort of legislation in place for that. I think it's just one of them where common sense has got to take precedent, right? I, I'm on the flip side. If you want to see, if you want to see, if you want to see your kid, you help out. If you don't want to see your kid, you want to skip out. The shit. I don't know. I don't know. How, you know, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of. Um, nuance and elements of this conversation that you and I can't thrash out and over a podcast. It's it's one of them where unfortunately it isn't black and white each case or each situation has to be has to be done individually, right? I think that in for me, I think in most cases, if not in all cases, I'll I'll have to think it through about, you know, every case. For the ones that I can think of, you should always go on the basis of one no equals no, but two yeah. yeses equal a yes, right? Sexual consent. If one says no, then it's a no, right? 
even if it's just, you know, you want to buy a fucking house, whatever it is, if one say no, they don't want anything to do with whatever it is, then it should just be an automatic no overall. Yeah. If both yeah. agree, then it should be. And I don't see why that should be different in anything else where it's going to have a major impact on the rest of your life just because you've got a dangly bit between your legs. If there's going to be zero impact on the rest of your life, then you know what? Women, go ahead, do whatever you got to do. Other people, go ahead, you got to do what you do. Men who, whatever a similar example is, I can't think of one, but where it's going to have a zero impact on women, fine, you crack on, etc. But if it's going to be affect the rest of your life, why should you not get a say in that? And I'm talking a say. I'm not even suggesting the ultimate decision or anything like that. Yeah. But even a say. Yeah, but, but surely you do, right? No, no, you don't. Because we started from a blanket point of men should not have a say in what a woman does with her body. Right, okay. Do you see, would you agree with that or would you disagree? No, I, dis I still disagree. I still disagree. Okay. I, I take what you're saying. I take what you're saying and I think... You're, you're right and it's just one of them where ultimately you'd like to think that if you were ever in a, in a situation or whenever you get yourself into a situation there is an understanding it can't be as black and white as that the statement of men should not be have a say in a woman's body is more of a blanket statement to address the majority of areas not a specific point I mean, when it comes to the, the abortion stuff that we, we, we're moving yeah. into is I'm against the abortion law, what's come out in, in Texas on the basis that, like I said, if one is to say no, then it should be your right. If whether you come to that conclusion at five weeks, four weeks, or it comes at, you know, 14 weeks, I don't know what that reasonable time period is. And I don't know the biology behind it all, but whenever it, whatever it is in the UK, I think it's going to be pretty fair. Right? And I think that's about 20 weeks. I think it's 20, 20 or 22 weeks, yeah. I think. Which is perhaps at least, it's, it's, it's a better, you, you'll arrive at a better conclusion by that time than you would do. I, I think some of the statistics that we're showing on the news is that many women don't even know they're pregnant at that point at six weeks. I think the AOC said it was effectively two weeks after a missed period or something, you know. Yeah, it's madness. For a number of different reasons. It's madness. Some people, some people have irregular periods or... Or whatever. Six weeks is ridiculous. Six weeks is absolutely ridiculous. And you know exactly what it is. You know exactly what it is. It's all about creating restrictive, restrictive legislation to empower the conservative base in that county. That's it. That's it. I can't think of any other reason for it. There is no scientific reason for it. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Other than we want to show our base that we're still Christian, we're still pro-life, you know, whilst uh, the White House and some of the states like Georgia has flipped blue, we're definitely not going to flip blue because we're going to stay red because all of our reds, you know, um, red states are very ultra-conservative. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a political yeah. thing. That's all it is. And that's why the slogan of, of why men should not be should not have the same women's bodies comes from because ultimately it's it's the male leaders of the state it's the male leaders of 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 
Parliament, Congress, Senate, whichever one it is that had to ratify that through, if they did even, I don't even think they had to, actually, that are actually forcing this upon women. You know, similarly as in if we would we would probably say use the same phrase when it's talking about a hijab ban or something as well, right? So why are men making that rule when it's something that affects women only? I mean, but the, the whole aspect women. of legislation is going to involve men, right? Now, <clears throat> it's unfortunate that the vast majority of the people within the Texas Parliament, I don't know what you call them, <clears throat> are probably, or are definitely going to be men and all the rest of it. But the fact that there's going to be a societal impact, does that not allow legislation to come in? Now, whether you agree with the legislation or not is, is a different kettle of fish now. But there's whatever the decision is, whether those people, for example... Societal impact how? Well, so let's say they, they're going to give up those children for adoption. So that's the reason why they wanted to abort. Now that they can't abort, they're going to put it up for adoption, etc. They've got to have things in place, right? In order to deal with the, you know, with um, kids being uh, brought up by effectively by the state. Right. <clears throat> I'm just using that as an example, just because that's one of the things that, that, that I saw there on the news on the flip side to, to the argument. But whatever you're going to do, whatever those decisions are going to be, whether or not, you know, now, to be fair, I can't see why they would want this. Do you know what I mean? Now they've got to build more schools. Now they've got to do more X, Y, and Z. More infrastructure's got to be put into place, etc. And in the end, they say about you know the statistics about these children going into lives of you know crime and all the rest of it. They say it's higher than it is if you know a child was raised in a loving environment at home and that kind of thing. I can't see why you would want this kind of legislation. But my question is, is where there's going to be an impact on society? Does Parliament not going to say? Yeah, but then that's why you follow the facts, right? And the science, which is why there is a law of when you can, you know, which is why there is a law as in when the baby is a baby kind of thing, right? And whether it's 20 weeks, 22 weeks, 18 weeks, whatever, whatever that cut-off period is, that allows you, not, not that does not only allow the child to form and, Take shape, they, they but also say allows... you are picking and choosing your science, right? Because they say that they also have their own science, which suggests that... I, th I think they said seven weeks because that's the point at which a baby's heart beats or something. I can't remember what it was. But th th there's a reason why they picked that specific time point. And so they feel that life starts at a much earlier point than the ones that we are led to believe, for example... Of I agree. Again. I agree, I agree, but then again, you're talking about you've got to put a cut-off time somewhere, right? Yeah. And the cut-off time, I think it's, I don't know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, um, when you don't have to ha have a live birth or something, maybe a stillbirth or something, maybe that's that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know what the cut-off period is. But that cut-off period of 18, 20, 22 weeks, not only is it to allow the baby to form, but also, like you said, it allows the couple to understand where they stand with each other, whether it's a accident, whether it was a one night stand, whether it's a couple that were trying to want to get their stuff together, whether it's, you know, oh, let's, we've just got married, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? It's a million and one reasons, right? But it gives you the time to make a conscious decision. I'm anti-abortion, full stop. It's against our religion and whatnot. I'm anti-abortion, full stop. But I'm also like, you know, 
I'm, all, I'm also understanding that we live in a society where people have choice and people should be allowed to have that choice. So if that choice is because, you know, if they were abused, um, they don't want to have children full stop, they never wanted to have children, uh, they don't want to have a child with the person that they're with, whatever it is, right? And, you know, there is procedures and processes in place already for people to do that. It's not broken, doesn't need fixing, just needs to be left alone. This is purely and simply a, a political move. That's it, in my opinion. Be interested to hear what Deb thinks. Shouts to Deb. <laughs> you know, um, I made a comment about this. We had mentioned, discussed something around this on uh, on Discord, I think. And in it, she mentioned, as, as soon as I said that I was, I had a position on it that was the flip side. I hadn't even, you know, talked about what my position was because my position is quite clearly that the Texas law is wrong. But I hadn't said yeah. anything. I was just saying that men should have some form of a say on the basis that it impacts the rest of their lives, right? Mm. All of a sudden, she started calling me right wing. She says, oh, you must get your news from Fox News. And all that. I'm like, hang on, I've gone from Marxist Wade and now I make one comment <laughs> that you don't agree with and now I'm fucking right wing. No shit. That's because Deb doesn't know that you were climbing the Arts Tower for Fathers for Justice a few you years know ago. What I'm saying, <laughs> I was Batman. No, it's um, it's one of them where, um, unfortunately, when you take a political stance on something, right? People have forgotten how to have a conversation. People have forgotten that you can have a view on something that is extreme left wing. And then have something that is centre. You don't have to be wholeheartedly left wing, wholeheartedly centre, wholeheartedly right wing. You know, there could be there's people that I know that are very left wing, but voted Brexit. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yeah, so you can be left wing and racist. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably left wing on their fiscal policies. Yeah, they're all about racist yeah, like, yeah, let's, help, let's, help, <laughs> let's help people, whatever. But I think obviously a lot of it was mis misinformation, wasn't it? A lot yeah, of it was, yeah, we want to keep our fish or whatever it is that, that was trending that week. But I think the, the overall part is people have forgotten the nuance of having a conversation. Yeah, They've forgotten that, you know, everything has become so tribal now where you are Marxist Wade to now you are Wade Farage. <laughs> in 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 the in the in, in the click of two fingers. So it's one of them where um, it's difficult. It's difficult to have that conversation. I think I think we're learning to to detribalize ourselves. I hope anyway. I'm gonna ask you one last question on it before I move on, and that is, would you, where would you draw the line? On on which matters would you say that if you are not a part of? That you then that nobody else should then get a right to have a say. No, I don't think it's nobody it has a right to say. Do. I don't think it's nobody that has a right to say. Ultimately, the best things should that white will people ever get happen. a say on black people's movements. But this is it, right? This is what I was about to say. So I think I think the best things that happen in life are when you have a, a mixture of ideas, right? So. To put it as bluntly as that, should white people have an opinion or have a view or a say on black people's, did you say movements or what did you yeah, say? Movements, matters, anything in relation to them. 
if you look at that in, in black and white terms, not as in white people yeah. or black people. No pun intended. Black and white terms. Yeah, exactly. If you look at it in that perspective, you would you would automatically go to no, right? You'd automatically say no. They shouldn't. Of course, you shouldn't. It should be if it belongs to that community, you should stick with that community. But ultimately, you know, um, the best things will happen when you share best practices, you share lives. You know, what happens to mixed race children, their heritage, surely should have an influence. You know, it's not a case of, oh, my best friend's black, so I can say this, this and this. No, but it's, uh, right, maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that. You know, I'm not black, but I'm massively into hip hop, massively into streetwear, et cetera, et cetera. Do I, I'm not saying that I should be sitting down with Jay-Z and having a conversation. You just want to get away with cultural appropriation. That's all it is. <laughs> you want to be able to monetize their culture. <laughs> not really. I'm actually giving into that culture. I'm spending in that culture. <laughs> I'm not taking nothing from it. Um, but do you know what I mean? I think everyone's entitled to an opinion. So, of course, it's just, it's, just, it's just a slippery slope when it comes to legislation. That's what it is. But having a conversation, I think we just got to learn to remember that we're all one race. We should talk to each other, and learn from each other. That's it. Yeah. There we go. There's our kumbaya moment. Where's the fire? Keep talking. You're right. People forget that. You can have a conversation with the other side and maybe come to some sort of agreement. I know in today's yeah. day and age, that's a bit harder because people, you know, like to dig their heels in and I'm um, fucking traditional Christian, whatever it is, whatever, whatever. Uh, I'm sure it also applies to Muslims somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what it is though. A lot, a lot of, a lot of this happens because you dehumanize people, right? Yeah. And you can't see them. As soon as you talk to somebody, and a little bit of empathy enters into your body, you just think, Do you know what? He's just normal, or she's just normal. Yeah, they might disagree with what I think on X, Y, and Z, but they still want to eat fish and chips. Still want to, you know go to the movies, you still want to live normal, they're still normal people. That, and that's what we, that's what happens, unfortunately, and a lot of that's happened over the last few years of dehumanising the other side. Yeah, I, I agree. Which is the problem. You know, I, I, I play cricket and there was a guy who came and, Bajara, he, he didn't want to have a political conversation with me, we ended up getting into a political conversation and he, he let me know without letting me know that he was a Brexit supporter. Right. Right? But he's playing cricket with uh, all ethnicities, all races, all colours, all different social economical situations. And he's genuinely one of the loveliest person people you'll meet, right? Yeah. But he's obviously confused with the whole, uh, we want our fish and we want this and that. We had that conversation. Well, I mean, he minutes. didn't vote for fish. He voted so that, that no. your cricket club was full of more people like him. No, 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 but this is it, right? So this is what I'm about to get to. So we had this conversation, uh, literally lasted about half an hour. We were, we were batting, so obviously we, we were on the side. So it lasted for about half an hour or so. And literally you could see cogs turning in his brain, like, what the hell have I been scared about? What the hell, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what have I been worried about? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. What's he on about? Like, you know, when I pointed out to him, like, 85% of all UK fish lands in Scotland, doesn't even land in England. Like, what the hell are you crying about? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, so it's just, it's conversation. Yeah. That's all we're forgetting. And when they get their independence and remain in Europe, that we're going to be left with 15%. <laughs> no, I'll still have 85 because I'm moving to Glasgow. The back of their net, okay, back of their net. <laughs> I, I got stick just for 
saying something to the effect of like on, on the position of abortion or, or anything else I'm of the opinion I don't give a fuck do what you gotta do mm. do it just do whatever mm -hmm. it is you gotta do live your life it's got no yeah. impact on my life right yeah I, and I know that the wider discussion then about how it, the societal aspect then comes into it then in which case it does and you should then get a say into it but otherwise what you're doing on your day to day just fucking live your life and leave me to live my your life, life. Exactly. But if you don't hold a position exactly. nowadays, all of a sudden it's like, whoa. He doesn't care. Yeah, you don't give for Oh, really? He's the opposite side, and that's why he's not saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. So, speaking of foreigners living abroad, uh, living in the UK, Radicano. <laughs> a nice little segue into it. On the US Open. Congratulations to her. Shout out to... Congratulations. Shout out to her. Firstly, I'd never heard of this name before this tournament. I'm not a tennis fan, so I only know of the big players, the big stars. Never heard of it. Completely unexpected, this one for me. You're more of a no, tennis she, player. She was, in, she, was in, um, she was in Wimbledon. Right. So she played at Wimbledon and she had to take a break from... I think she made it to the third round. So she qualified. Oh no, she got a wild card. Made to the second or the third round. I think it was the third round. Maybe the second round. Should fact check this. And she had to come off because she was struggling to breathe. Right. So the occasion got to her. Yeah. Um, but you kind of knew there was something decent she about from the tournament. Or no, I think she lost that game. She yeah. came. She came back, but she lost that. She lost that match. That was the match that she lost. And but the, the fact that she made it so far off a wild card showed that she had something about her. Um. And wow, an 18-year-old going to win a Grand Slam. She booked her return flights two weeks earlier. Absolutely phenomenal achievement. Absolutely phenomenal achievement. Um, two teenagers playing in the women's final. Yeah. Let's not have a conversation about equal pay. But two teenagers playing in the women's final. Like, it's, it's, a, change, it's a true changing under guard. It's a true changing of the guard. Um, Serena's on her way out. She's the last great champion. You know, there's a few others that are in between, but there's no one really dominating. Um, and I can't see anybody really dominating. Everyone's trying to, you know, they're already trying to hype Radicano up. But I think we've got to be very careful. I think we've got to be very careful. Uh, she's got to make sure she's got a, a good team around her that will keep her grounded. You know, millionaire overnight now. Do you know what I mean? Two two point five million dollars. I think she earned from winning that tournament. So, um, massive, massive congratulations. Yeah, she's, she'll, she'll, be, she'll, be, she'll, be a, she'll be a name we'll hear for a while. She'll be a name we'll hear for a while because she'll just be everywhere now. She'll become a poster girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, without doubt. She'll be like, Jessica Ennis was during the Olympics at that time. I, I think she'll be we'll bigger. We'll see her on everything now. I think she'll be bigger. I think she'll be, I think she'll be bigger, purely simply because it's, it's a much more middle-class sport, isn't it, tennis? So I think she'll be bigger. She was already Plus, all right before she played this. Maybe now she's gotten her, her individually to millionaire status, but she was already all right. The fact that yeah, she, yeah. She's but obviously she, right? but obviously look, listen to the accent versus Jess's accent. Yeah. Jess is from Sheffield, you know, she, yeah. she's from where we are. It's completely different, not completely different, but it will, trust me, she, she's going to be bigger. She's going to be potentially like, she's got the same manager as Sharapova had. Right. So she's potentially going to get to that kind of level, like a true global star, not just a, a British star. Um, 
She speaks um, Mandarin. Yeah. Apparently. Watches speaks Chinese Mandarin. television shows and enjoys Romanian cuisine. Courtesy of her Bucharest-based grandmother. She's obviously, I mean, she, apparently she's born in Canada. Yeah, so she's born in Canada, moved over here when she was two. Yeah. Dad's Romanian, mum's Chinese. But she's British, right? So that, to me, is what we should celebrate as British. Did anybody recognise right? her mother? I don't know. I ask you that because it, there's a... A, a viral clip that went uh, that, a clip that went viral with uh, a guy in South Korea he was on BBC News and this little kid comes running in whilst he's on live and this South Korean woman comes running in slides and grabs yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like oh you know the nanny did X, Y and Z and it turns out it's his wife yeah exactly do you know what I mean so I wonder if yeah, the people yeah, exactly. look like she's obviously meant to be British and he said the father's Romanian and the mother is Father's Chinese. Romanian, so um, it's funny. It's I funny. That I read... Gets the level of credit she deserves, the mother, in that respect. She will do. I think she will do it. But it's one of them, though, right? So now we have to have a conversation. So 10 years ago, in my opinion, I don't even think we would be having a conversation about whether or not she's British or not. Genuinely, I don't. We had Greg Rosetsky, who was actually Canadian. Half the England cricket team are South Africans. You can tell by the accents. But you never right? have a conversation about a foreigner representing the UK who's white. Exactly. There's only Pens one Stokes. person of colour that Stokes. I can think of. That's foreigner who is not white and was accepted by the British. Lennox Lewis. Canadian. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of a retort to your. But if you're white, you're always going to be accepted, right? As long as you've done something good for the country, and everyone's going to get behind you. Yeah, but so is Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno's British. Oh, you mean as in born overseas? Yeah, just somebody. Yeah, that's uh, that you would classify as a potential immigrant. What about Sir Mo? Sir Mo Farah. Yeah, wasn't he born in Somalia? He was, yeah. I'm sure he was born in Somalia. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, but you're right, your point stands. Yeah. Like, it's very few and far between. Whereas, like I said, the England, half of the England cricket team is born abroad. Yeah. Played abroad. Came here under five, after five years, got citizenship played. Radha Khan has been here since she was two. Yeah. She doesn't know any different. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? A, a really good friend of mine uh, came into this country when he was 11 from Newcastle. Has the thickest Geordie accent you'll ever hear. He's, to me, he's Geordie through and through. Not just because of the accident, but he's Geordie through and through. But he spent 11 years somewhere else. Yeah. But then he's come here. So, you know, if you don't know any different, that's what it is. I, I read something really funny on Twitter about um, if Emma Raducanu worked at a car wash, she'd be Romanian, not British. Yeah. That's what people would be saying about her. Uh, and as I was alluding to earlier, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have even had this conversation about race. I think we would have actively celebrated that she was British as British Asians, right? I think what's happened over the last 10 years has really put a spotlight on race where we are now probably more a, aware of it and probably a bit more sensitive towards it of, hang on a minute, what the hell's going on here? We need to have a conversation. Like, how did the Queen send her a letter, boom, straight away? If it wasn't a middle-class sport, right? Yeah. Do you, do you reckon she sent a letter to... 
Jude Bellingham when he made his England debut at 16? I doubt it. Yeah, I exactly. very much doubt it. Right? Do you reckon Adil, Adil Rashid got on when he made his in cricket? Um, it, it's, it's one of them where, unfortunately, because it's something that touches the upper echelons of society, it gets more of a light shone on it. And I don't want to take anything away from Emma. At the end of the day, what she's achieved is absolutely fantastic. But, uh, you know, like I said, looking on, looking on Twitter and seeing people like Adil Ray putting things into um, shining light and things. I think somebody said to him um, on Twitter about uh, why are you having to bring race into it when he was talking about Emma Rodakano? Why do you have to bring race into it? Is that all you think about? Because yeah, when I'm applying for a job or driving somewhere or watching the tennis. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what's happened over Absolutely. the like last 10, 15 years. They're, they're, we, are, we are now, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which way you want to think about it, are now becoming more aware of the shit that we have to go through as people of color, as people with a different sounding name. You know, you we could have gone for a job 15 years ago not got not got it and just passed it off i think the job wasn't good enough whereas now we can look back and think hang on a minute was it because my surname is hang on hang on hang on hang on you're suggesting that 10 years ago there wasn't the blatant racism that exists today and we no, were that ignorant that we didn't know that we were passed over for a job because of our name that's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting there was probably a lot more a naivety in us as a community, as people, as a society to it, both white, black, brown, Chinese. We were probably as a society more naive to it. And I think B, there probably is more blatant racism now. We're calling it out so we can see it. What I mean by naivety is Raheem Sterling posted on his Twitter, I think it was five years ago, six, five or six years ago, maybe less, maybe even more, two clips of newspaper articles yeah. from Daily Mail, I think it, was, it might be Daily Mail. I don't even care if it wasn't the Daily Mail. I want to slander the Daily Mail. Um, but it was, it was one of those rags where one article, Phil Folden, you know, Nation's darling, Man City's darling now. He was just breaking into the first team or he was, you know, it was academy or whatever it was. It must be 16, 17 goals. Uh, Phil, uh, um, I forgot my train of thought. Phil Foden, I call him Phil Sterling. No, Phil I meant Phil Foden. Yeah. yeah, Phil Foden um, has bought his mum a house Signed his first professional contract and he's bought his mum a house, right? The very next clip next to it, so he did them side by side, was, um, I can't remember his name now, but it was like a African surname. So a black player that they had. Um, signed his first contract, um, splurges money, used the word like splurges money on buying a house and buying a watch. And, you know, Phil Foden was rags to riches, humble beginning. He's looked after his mum. This guy was, he's just pissing his money up the wall yeah, kind of thing. He yeah, signed his contract. Yeah. And that's what he was trying to highlight. Buying drugs and any yeah. other trope they could think of. 
<laughs> but, my point, but my point is, yeah. that's what I mean by naivety. So 10 years ago, that wouldn't have come to life. I disagree with you. Nobody, I disagree no, with you. Who, who, was, who was calling shit out no, 10 no, years that ago? That bit I'll agree with you on is that people weren't calling it out. What I don't agree the with The people that were that calling it out 10 years ago. Our people were ignorant about it. No, John no, no. Barnes, for example, ten... said he experienced monkey chance, the whole shebang, everything, right? Ian Wright was saying yeah. it was happening. This is, we're going back now 20, 30 years ago now, right? All that kind of shit was happening. And just nobody gave a fuck. And when I say nobody, yeah. I mean the white people in power didn't give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> they've been forced to have a conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. They're still not doing anything about it, mind you. But at least they're having to. Have no, but when we were growing up, but but when we were growing up, right? Look at it on a micro level. When we were growing up, maybe I look back at it now and I have a little bit of regret. But did you? Were you ever around certain people that would say, "Ah, oh, I didn't get that job. They're racist at a call center or something." Yeah. Or or they kicked me out because of they were racist or whatever. Yeah. Did you believe them? Hey. Did you believe them? Did you believe that they were genuinely racist or did you just believe that they were too dumb to get the job or they did something stupid, that's why they got sacked, not because they were racist? Because I think back then, people would have played the race card too loosely, right? Whereas now, I think it's being played legitimately. That's what I mean by less naivety. Let, let me tell you my own experience. I so believe, you were one of those guys? No, no, I, I believe that the way in which my parents chose to spell my first name as weird helped open doors. I, right. I, I strongly believe because I've had people say to my face, they don't expect to see me when I'm sat there. They're still yeah. looking around for a white guy. And on two occasions, they have said, one was in a working environment and one was a plumber, in fact, because the boiler had gone. And he, his exact words were, I only came because I thought it was a white guy. If I'd have known it was going to be Asian, I wouldn't have come. That wow. was his exact words. So I strongly do believe that, depending on your name, if it's the right, if it sounds right, and all the rest of it, you'll get an interview, you might get something, you'll probably get rejected straight off the cuff. Mm. Yeah. We know that happens, and I believe that, because I was taught that, and I was taught that all my entire life, that that's what's going to happen, that's society for you. Yeah, you're right. Of course, some people have taken that to an extreme and said, right, you know, <laughs> I didn't get it. No, it's just because you're thick as shit. I've been <laughs> yeah, sacked exactly. from it. No, it's because you never turn up, you're late and all the rest of it, etc. Yeah, 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 I completely exactly. get that. People have overplayed it. But I believe it's but always that's been the point, around. Right? I, exactly. And, that, and that's what I mean by I think we're less naive. Mm -hmm. I think I think 10, maybe 15 years ago, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, he's just trying to shit. He's, he's just... If he didn't steal that from the vending machine, of course they were going to sack him. It's not because he's brown, that, that's the reason why they sacked him. Whereas now you're actually thinking, actually, do you know what? I even look at it in my own experiences. I, I look at it and I'm like, right, if I went for a job interview, I'd be like, did I not get an interview because of the way my name is spelled? Yep. Versus whatever. Are you British? Uh, yeah. Do you classify yourself as British? Yeah. Do you believe you're British? Yeah. But if you then, were stood in a room full of white people, would you not feel an anomaly because you are British? You are what everyone else is. I look different. The thing is, I always say, if I open my gob, people will be like, yeah, he's British. So obviously the argument that you always used to have growing up was, they're taking out to this street and they ask a random white person, where do you think he's from? They're going to say Pakistan or India or whatever, right? 
Yeah, until you open your gob and they're like, no, actually, you can tell him he was born and raised here. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that, right? How many times have um, you been called British? How many times have your white counterpart said, without hesitation, British? What the loads. fuck even? Get out of here. Honestly, honestly, honestly. I don't tell me Reese was one of them. <laughs> honestly, loads shouts to Reese. Um, loads, loads of times. Honestly, loads of times. I could count on one hand how many times it's happened for me. I almost had, so I. I it must have been about five or six years ago. I had a few people come up from the factory to help me out with a with a job up in up in Newcastle. And factory lads from Wales, big burly, you know, rugby players. And one of them got a bit drunk and was probably on the edge of saying something <laughs> what he shouldn't have said, right? The other two literally got rid of the situation. Literally got rid of the situation. What's, what was the situation? And, and they came together. They came together. So we were sat in the we were sat in the hotel having some dinner, and then after the dinner we were having some drinks. And you know, you could see he was just starting to get steaming and steaming, and you know, he was like, you could tell he was about to say something, right? And the other two literally just like said, "Listen, you need to fuck up." Yeah. Like, before you say anything, you need to, sh do you know what I mean? And like, literally just dealt with the situation. Yeah. And they themselves, whilst they are curious about my ethnicity, have never questioned that I'm British. But that's probably because they have a relationship with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that's course, my yeah. point. And that's my point to what you just said about how many of your colleagues would have said that. A lot. Especially because the organisation I work for is, is international. So whenever I'm being introduced to Scandinavian colleagues or European colleagues, you know, this is this is Cass from York, Yorkshireman. Here's a Yorkshireman. Yeah. And they're you like, I mean? Cass, you don't look like you're from Yorkshire. <laughs> then they want to know what's going on. Then they want to know what's going on. But no, I've been. I, I I class myself as British. I think I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm now leaning towards British, Asian, British, Pakistani, British, Kashmiri. Um, but I've never not felt British. No, no, you yeah. probably have because you used to get chucked out of Don Valley Stadium when you went to watch football. Yeah, well, I mean, chased around the park. And stuff. Obviously, in, in my experiences, there's been big segregations in our school. Mm. The vast majority of my friends were always going to be were Asian, right? Mm. <laughs> because you stick with what you know, what you feel comfortable mm. with. So, in that respect, there was always incidents between, you know, our lot and their lot and, you know, that kind of thing growing up. But I've never had somebody just come up and automatically introduce me as British or without question. Not, you know, I mean, even when I was doing taxis and things like that, people were always ask, so where are you from? Oh, I'm just from around the corner, mate. Do you know what I mean? No, no, you no. I, I mean, where are you really from? What do you mean, where the fuck am I really from? Do you know Did what you I mean? Put an accent on. Yeah, and I wonder if Reda will get asked those same questions. I don't think she will, now that she's a multimillionaire. No, because they've written about it all over the BBC, that's why. <laughs> For Romanian father. <laughs> yeah, agreed, yeah. Shall I think before, do you know what I mean? Before, no, but even then, because I, I, I think if you're within that level of society, you don't have these 
same kind of problems that we have to do. Are you trying to tell me? No, are you trying to tell me if Ada Kong had not won the US Open and she was on a night out and some guy was trying to chat her up, he wouldn't ask her where she was from. Where's that surname from? No, what I'm saying is, is that they of course those toughs would have. They wouldn't have automatically assumed she's British. If they were talking to her, she's coming out with a high class accent. They still wouldn't have just assumed British. Yeah. They still would have assumed foreigner. Yeah. I think there's. I think it's a difference between assuming foreigner. I'm your car. I don't think as you up and coming. You know. Can you say the p word? I don't know if that's now considered to be politically incorrect or whatever. Let's not. Let's not. But the P word, and when he gets knocked out, he's one of them again. When he's world champion, he's British. Now that he's, you know, he's away from the sport, people are behind Kel Brook, and, you know, you see all the abuse that he gets on social media as a consequence. And, and why is Kel Brook more British than Amir Khan? Because he talks like that. <laughs> Chocolate brownies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Working class. It's bollocks, isn't it? It's bollocks. It's all bollocks. It's. Um, I think. I think it's one of them where just going back to the Emma Raducanu one. She'll always be. Regardless of how she speaks, there'll always be. What is her ethnicity? Class her as British. That 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 level of society will always class class her as British. The class her as British, but they'll know. They'll still want to know where we're from. It happens to me all the time. So where are you from? Happens to me normally when I'm abroad. So where are you from? Oh, England. <laughs> George, you mean, do you mean where I'm from? Oh, you must get a lot of sun in the UK these days. Fucking <laughs> 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 global warming. Global warming in the UK. No, but yeah, that, you do get that. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course you get that. Um, yeah, but I'm tired of it. They shouldn't ask us that. Nobody should be asking us that. I think it's... That ain't going to change in our lifetime. It's not going to change. But we should be able to call it out. Yeah, People and I think we do. Because uh, they say it's curiosity do. and all that kind of shit. Now, fuck that. I've had it for too long. I don't want to keep reiterating yeah, but, where my parents are from. So then I lie. I've done that for the last few years. Anyway, where are you from, Sheffield? Number one. Where are your parents from, Sheffield? Your grandparents, Sheffield. <laughs> really? Your grandparents? Yeah. Oh, wait, great grandparents. Oh, God, are you trying to ask me why I'm brown? I literally <laughs> say it like that. I literally say it like that. I'm oh, going to remember that one. That's why I'm brown. One. Yeah. And then, and then they'll be like, no, I just want to know, you know, obviously you look, uh, you know, when they're trying to dress it up, yeah. you look exotic. Do I shine? How the hell do I look exotic? What are you talking about? You just want to know if I'm Indian, if I'm Pakistani, Sri Lankan, yeah. Bangladeshi. Yeah. That's it. Because you know I don't look Nepalese or Afghan. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to know which one out of the four I'm from. Then you really throw the curveball in. I'm from Kashmir. Where's that? Yeah, where's that? <laughs> oh, it's a tiny disputed region in between Pakistan and Kashmir. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Do you get your answer now? Now do you know why I'm tanned? Yeah, now you know why I'm tanned. Problem solved. Just been on a 17-day road trip. That's why I'm tanned. There was, a, there was an incident at a Rotherham school. I think it's about a week, maybe two weeks ago now. Uh, Brinsworth, Brinsworth Comprehensive School. There was a one Asian boy who was ganged up on by maybe ten white youths, absolutely right. kicking the shit out of him. He's laying on the floor. They're punching him, kicking him. There's one teacher 
in the, in the video he's wearing like a red t-shirt he's trying to stop it he's trying to do something the other asian lads just stood there doing fuck all and there was quite a number of people around the edges filming it should they have done more Are you going to make me get splinters on my ass by sitting on the fence and doing a navas? You don't need to. Use, we're asking you for your opinion. You I don't, don't know. To. I don't know the situation. What's happened? I don't know what's happened. Ten on one should never happen. If you're going to have a fight, it's always one on one. Mm -hmm. Two on two, three on three. But the people, the bystanders who are standing there recording or doing nothing, should they have done more? But that's what's wrong with kids nowadays, though, isn't it? You're quick to pick up your phone and Snapchat something mm -hmm. rather than deal with a situation. What would you and I do? We would have stepped in. At least to break it up. If nothing else, at least to break it up. Exactly. Just to break it up. Even if we don't want to take sides. Mm -hmm. We won't pick up our phone and be like, oh yeah, we need to do this. You know, remember a few years ago, World Star. None of that shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. There's a situation that's happening. You either defuse the situation, de-escalate the situation, or you get yourself away from that fucking situation. Yep. Three things, right? And that's what's wrong at the moment. It's wrong with the whole Snapchat Instagram, even though I am you know, on Instagram, but that, that's what's wrong with it is people are so quick to pick up the phone and film something than do anything else, which is why, you know, you can't do anything nowadays without somebody recording you. But yes or no, should they have done more? Yeah, definitely. Should they have put themselves in harm's way? What harm was there? Well, Ten on one? Well, they were kids. They're, but they're all the same age, right? They're not like right? these they're additional all, bystanders all... are adults. And no, how many, how... kicked senseless. How many ages were in the crowd? Hang on a second, I'm gonna send it your name. Have a watch of this. Live reaction. Yeah, you get a live reaction. What? Why the bloody face up? What happened? Did he swear at his mum or something? I don't know. I don't know the backstory. All I know is, is he's there. There's a few kids there, a few Asian kids there, stood at the front like this. Yeah. At Dorman. Doing sweet fuck all. Doing fuck all. What? <laughs> Whilst his mates are coming around and flinging kicks at him and, and stuff. Then, and there's, so when they try to help pick him up off the floor, one lad goes and I think he punches him in the face or kicks him in the face, and then they just step back yeah. again. But again, you know, whether or not, my, my question is, is should they be putting themselves in harm's way? Yes. And then where would you draw the line with that? If there's a knife, no. No, but I mean... Uh, In a situation like that, where someone is just trying to kick somebody that's on the floor, you you, you get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. If there's a gun or a knife or something that's actually going to kill you, you shouldn't be in that situation. Yeah. But situation like that video that you just sent me, where these kids are surrounding this one kid who's on the floor, and they're taking it in turns, but there's one teacher trying to fight one kid off, so then somebody comes from the other side, you step in then and say, right, what's gonna what's he gonna do? Kick you in your shins? The kids were quite big as well, to be fair to them. They're not exactly little kids. Oh, well, they, um, yeah. They're 13, 14, 16, aren't they, at least? Yeah. yeah. The back end of comprehensive so, school. But it's, it's fucking disgusting 
that yeah. this is a, an issue that we had to deal with 20 years ago. Right? Or at least I had to deal with it 20 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is definitely. the kind of shit that used to happen in schools. You think that we've moved on. You think these conversations that people are more woke and all the rest of it. But the, the kids aren't, are they? No, kids don't give a shit. But it's a school environment. Right? Mm. You're there to get a receiver an, an education. That's it. Mm. Not mm. there to go and lap the shit out of somebody. And if something has happened, there are you know, the relevant formalities to go through in order to have it addressed. Whether he was in the right or wrong to initiate it, I, I don't know. But the fact is, is he's a blatant victim. Is he all right? So uh, from what I've heard, yes. Right. But what I want to know is, is where, what the police are going to do about it. I don't want this to be treated as a... Uh, boys will be matter. boys situation. As a or a boys matter. will be boys situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, boys will be boys. Yeah, this is just at school, blah, blah, blah. They're just being cheeky or whatever it is. This cheeky, that's actual, that's actual GBH. Exactly. And that's how it should be treated. Especially because the kid's on the floor and they're trying to lamp him and kick him in the head. Or they have, they got a couple of kicks on his head. Do you so, know, um, do you know, are we allowed to ask the police that question? Are they, uh, well, are we allowed to ask? Are no. they, do they have to there's, give us an answer if we ask about it? There's no, there's a freedom of information that you can have from all public bodies at the moment. But that's more to do with statistics, like how many arrests did you make, how many people are working, that kind of bollocks. Can't go into specific cases, I don't think. But they could tell us whether think. or not they're investigating it or not, do you reckon? I would assume so. I'm going to drop them an email. So. I want to know. Yeah. Because that is taking the sacking pace. If it's only we knew some lawyers, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shout. If only we knew a few people in the legal profession that could clear good this shout. up for us. After this, I'm going to drop a message in the group to Abbas. See what his yeah. take is on it. But it's got to be dealt with. Yeah. Definitely. absolutely got to be dealt with. And you think with this all this South Asian Heritage Month, the farce that was the mid-July to mid-August kind of shit. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. This would not have happened if they'd have just done it in August. August, exactly. Well, that's because there's no one at school. <laughs> <laughs> school to come back well, to September, this shit. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, that's a fucking good point. It needs to be in September, right? They should be exactly. at school and they should have to attend like an Eid festival or some shit like that. If they want to do it mid-month to mid-month, yeah. do August the 12th. Yeah. So you can get both Independence Days into September the 12th. Yeah, but what about for those that go back to go back a little bit later? Then you've got to really cram in the small saying that last week. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, if there's no Asians in that school, who the fuck's going to make the small say? Because you can't ask some next man's mum to make them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. Exactly that. So we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. I'm just saying it's just absolutely disgusting that in today's day and age, you're still having these issues of race blatantly. Yeah. And whether it's one side or the other side, it doesn't matter in this instance for this point. The fact is that it's still occurring and that to a school level. <laughs> and one yeah. point, one person made a point. Oh, which that was is, horrible, man. One person made a point, which is that you have to be taught racism. You have to be taught that kind of shit. And if the school's not teaching them and they're still kids, where the fuck is it coming from? And I guarantee their kids, their parents voted Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> or UKIP or BMP. Yeah. Or just are too thick to vote. Yeah. Or didn't vote or voted Bojo. They believed in the or, breaking down the red wall. Yeah. Or uh, going to link it, go full circle, have got five kids are not working, are relying on the state. <laughs> 
or whatever it is that you were saying at the beginning. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, it reminds me of that guy who was working in Poundland. Did you see that video? There's a guy yeah, with one arm, yeah, kicked yeah. the shit out of that guy, and he's been sacked. No way. Yeah, they got rid of him. Apparently, what, you can't treat customers like that. You get when you've got customer, one arm. Customer, he was stealing stuff. <laughs> when you've got one arm, is it one arm or no arms? No, he had one arm. He had half an arm, and he was a stump here. Yeah, but he had one left hand. When you've got that level of disability, you can treat customers however you want. <laughs> Listen, he was being race, racist and he was stealing and he battered him, got him out to the point where his trousers fell off. <laughs> and he weren't wearing any pants. <laughs> that was absolutely yeah. a pucker. That was a brilliant video. I can't believe he's been... That's the one that we need to email. That's something we need to email and say, there must be a petition or something to get him back. Yeah, it's parallel worker with one arm karate kick shoplifter. <laughs> And it was a beautiful kick. Oh, it was a great kick. It, it reminded kick. me of the ending of uh, Karate Kid, do you know what I mean? But, but he didn't put his arm yeah. up. <laughs> well, he's only got one. <laughs> we are an all-inclusive podcast. We are. <laughs> we need to find this guy and get him on the podcast. We need to interview him. We do, we do. We, well, we'll be local. Uh, yeah, we'll have to find it. Apparently, the guy was stealing... Um, was it pants? In the metro, it says a suspected thief was thrown out of a pound line with his trousers down and then karate kicked by a one armed shop worker. Brilliant. Why is that so fucking funny? I didn't mean for this to be a comedy segment, so. I'll I'll get some messages out. I'm sure we can track him down, you know. I'm sure we can track him down. And he would do it. He would do it. Of course he would. We said, look, we just want you to talk about. Jim Bob or whatever his name was. <laughs> About that, that moment when you Talk won the story. title. <laughs> right, last thing, last thing most before we sign off, it's coming up to an hour now. So what we got? Uh COVID passports? Yeah, let's do COVID passports. Let's do it. Um so I've been missing for the last few episodes because I've been on a holiday. I went on a road trip around Europe. Um, for those of you who didn't know, you know, the two things I'll be talking about is I'm married and I've been on a road trip Mm -hmm. going forward. Um, everywhere we went, they just said, oh, can you show us your green pass? And it's a QR code on our phone to show that we're double vaccinated. Yeah. Boom, go inside, have something to eat. Boom, go and have a drink. Oh, you have to do this at every shop? Pretty much. In France, especially. Right. In France, especially. Pain in the ass. Uh, not really. Literally took a picture of it, saved it as a favourite on my phone. Mm-hmm. Go in, just scan it, done. Okay. The sheer level of compliance <coughs> excuse me. showed to me that it works. Mm-hmm. Everybody understood what it was about. You went out on the metro, on the train, in the supermarkets, in the shopping centres, wherever you were that was a public space. Everyone wore a mask. Yep. I didn't see nobody with these rainbow sunflower, you know, necklaces to show that they're medically exempt. None of that. <laughs> Why are you Honestly, missing the rainbow community? <laughs> not rainbow, whatever it, whatever it is. You know, the, the I'm exempt from wearing a mask 
malarkey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Honestly, not... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, right? Honestly, none of them, everyone, whether they were disabled, fully able, yep. man, woman, child, well, children, children of the age of a specific age didn't. But everyone wore masks. Everyone would show their green pass if you wanted to get something. Wanted to sit down, even if you want to sit down outside on a bar, show your QR code. They've got the, the server would get it on their phone. Quick app, boom, done. It's not a tracking thing. It's not, oh, where have you been? Are you checking in? No test and trace. It's literally to show you that you've been double vaccinated or you are COVID negative or in the last 14 days. That's all they wanted to know. Life is carrying on as normal, albeit with masks, but life is carrying on as normal. I was in the south of France. I was went all the way across to Venice, went down to Barcelona, up to Paris. Did they use it in the other places? Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Um, if they asked for it, it wasn't as big there. In the south of France and in Paris, they, it was. They yeah. asked for it. In Italy, in a couple of places, they asked for it. Mm -hmm. In Barcelona, again, a couple of places. But not, not, not everywhere. But it was just like this inherent belief that everyone was wearing masks when they were out. Do you know what I mean? I didn't see anybody in... Oh, hang on, hang on. So, so they were wearing... Mask, yeah, so in the, around Europe, they're still wearing masks? Yeah. All right. Around Europe, still wearing masks. And they've got this EU health app thing, right? Yeah. Come back into the UK. None of this. Um, oh, yeah, we know you've been here, there and everywhere. I just had to show my uh, COVID test, my vaccination status, my passenger locator form where I'm living. That's it. But I've come back. I don't have to isolate because yeah. I'm double vaccinated. I've got to take a test in day two, but that's it. I feel like here... We've got it completely the wrong way around. Right. Right? So COVID cases across Europe are significantly less than they are in the UK. Why is that? In my opinion, because of compliance. They've probably got the same level of vaccination rates as us as well. But I think it's compliance. I think it's a little bit of arrogance that we have in the UK and probably across the pond as well, where oh, we are against mask mandates. We are against these COVID passports. It's not a passport. It's not a, it's, a, it's a, look, if I want, I knew that I wanted to go and do this, I was double vaccinated. My wife was double vaccinated. What's the problem? Yeah. And that's all it is, in my opinion. What's the problem? Especially in this country, if our vaccination rate is up to 85% as they claim it to be, what's the problem? There isn't one, in my opinion. With the, with the, yeah. So with many of us being vaccinated, would you still want us to continue wearing masks? Um, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, yes. Only because, only because there is this potential for a, a third vaccine booster program, right? Mm -hmm. Which shows that we don't have the full understanding of coronavirus as of yet. Or at least in public places. Or at least in public indoor spaces, I'm guessing. Yeah. Purely simply because... Until when? Until cases are fucking reduced again. But should we be worried about cases? If you're double jabbed, people well, can't get COVID. The government is worried about another lockdown. The government is worried about having a booster programme, is it not? Government but is worried about... Are deaths over increasing? That's different. 
Because surely that, that should be the statistic that we look at, not cases. I, but I think the reason why that's different is I think a lot of uh, I think there'll be an inquest into this in a few years' time where you'll understand that a lot of those original deaths were because we started to ventilate people far right. too quickly, and it was that shock that was causing people to pass away. So um, apparently, it is growing up in the UK. Just yeah, so you're aware, it is. It is. I, I, I saw it. I saw it on the news literally two days ago when I was in Paris. And it was like, I think, don't quote me on the statistics specifically, but I'm pretty sure they were at least a third less in all the countries that I've been to. A third less of what? Cases than in the UK. Well, as of right now? A couple of days ago, I saw in the news. So, again, I might be making so new cases. Up. If I just pick a day at random... Let me put today's date, 13th of September. It's showing as new cases in France is just shy of, well, 12,800. And the seven-day average is 12,000. Right. right. We compare that to the UK, where the UK's new case is at 30,000 and seven-day average is 33,000. There you go. There you go. But personally, I'm not worried I'm... about the cases. Should I, am I wrong to not worry about cases? I think it's a metric though, isn't it? Right? You're so right. You should be more worried about it. And surely everybody should just get it, the whole herd immunity, the whole, you know, everything else. Get it, get past it. If it's going to kill you, then we've got problems, right? The no, but we as, a, we, as a, we as a country have had the most deaths, most cases, still the most cases, we but we're about bringing more... Because it's not in the world, definitely, America. Definitely in Definitely in Europe, yeah, but obviously, but America is following a similar plan to the UK by not having masks and stuff like that as well, right? But that's my point. I think it's an arrogance. I think it's an arrogance of freedom and liberty and stuff. Yes, I agree. But why are their cases a third of what we've got? And they're still wearing masks. And they've got this passport, like a Q, it's literally a QR code on your phone that you show that you could go in there because you've been double jabbed. Overall, we've got a similar number of cases. Overall. Mm. We're at 7.26 million. France is at 6.91 overall cases. And deaths, we're at 134k. They're at 116k. Yeah. So it's not been massively, they're not, you know, significantly different given all the extra things that they've been doing. No, no, no. But we're talking about it now though, right? So the gap will be getting wider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're That's my right point. Yep, the yep, gap's yep, going to yep. get wider because yep. over here now, there is no, you don't have to wear a mask or I want to go out to, on a night out so I don't need to show anything or whatever. I just think like we've lost over 100,000 people in this country. Never mind other countries. 100,000 people in this country. What's wrong with it? If you've been double jabbed, what's wrong with it? If you've only had one jab, what's wrong with it? If you've had no jab, that's when you should be going, oh no, I don't want this because... I've not had a job because I believe it's putting a chip in me or something. But we, we are the ones that have actually done something, right? We've done the nece taken necessary measures in order to get protected. Why not? It, then it becomes a bit of a punishment. Then I've still got to wear that fucking thing that itchy makes me be an itch. And, and what's the other one? And then I've got to take this passport thing around and keep getting... It's not a passport. Everywhere. It's on your phone. No, no. I, I, I'm keeping my phone. I'm to pull this thing out. But surely you should punish the ones that haven't been jabbed. Make them wear the masks and make them do everything else. Well, they and won't we be able to do freedom. anything, will they? That's what we want, don't we? We want to get back to normal as quickly as possible. So we take your jabs, mm. you go back to normal. No, no, but that's... But, that, but that, I'll give you the other side of the argument. 
they, if we have vaccine passports mm-hmm. or a code, they can't go out to the cinema. They can't go to Nando's like you and I was talking about the other day. They can't do any of that because they don't have a double jab, which means that, oh shit, do you know what? I better go and get jabbed. Yeah, yeah. That's the punishment, right? Uh, yeah. It doesn't affect you at all to have... I'll show you what it looks like. Um, let me blur out some personal details here. No, I'm not I'm not bothered about the, the passport aspect now that you've mentioned what it is and all the rest of it. I, it's literally I'm, that. Yeah, I'm all right the with that. The QR code. I'm all right yeah. with that. I'm not all right with the mask, though. That I can't, I can't wear. But this again, this is my point. That, and another if I still point need I a mask, like, I don't want to get jabbed. It's just, what's the point? Because your ma- the, the mask isn't protecting you. The mask is protecting other people. Because you can still be vaccinated. You can, no, but you can still be vaccinated and be a carrier. You just might not be. You just you just be asymptomatic. Well, then there's got to come a point where we just say tough shit. Do you know what I mean? I'm double jabbed. I ain't wearing a mask. Now I'm I'm happy to advocate for the passports and all the rest of it. And those that aren't double jabbed, they don't get they don't get to watch the new Matrix films at, uh, at the end of the year. <laughs> but fact that if I'm wearing a mask again, absolutely no chance. In fact, when I took up to Scotland recently, I had to wear masks up there because it was still mandatory up there. Yeah, and that was that did me going into shops and wearing that stuffy fucking thing over my face. Hate it. Buy a new one. I don't want to wear it. I don't want it. It makes me beard itch. Get a fabric one. It was a fabric one. <laughs> And also, why? We shouldn't even have to pay for these fancy ones. Do you know what I mean? that you got to go out and you got to buy one quickly from Boots and that they want five to ten quid. Fuck that. Yeah, but if you want to get an off-white one or something, then, you know. Or give us a free one. They should give them free if you double jab. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can. And, but yeah. this is it, right? I think, I think with the mask thing, I think it's just... For me, it's... Let's not lift it too quick, too soon. Well, I saw somebody wearing now. one at Myla Hall the other day. Other oh, restaurants are available. I saw somebody wearing one. Twat. And I just thought, what an absolute knobhead. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like saying, like, oh, knobhead, what are you doing? <laughs> Get it off. <laughs> Unless nah, so- you're not double jabbed. Then keep it on and get yeah. out. <laughs> and get out, exactly. Get the fuck out. It's one of them, though, isn't it? I think I think you've got to have one of those two measures. Ideally, in my opinion, I would want both. I get, but what I was saying earlier was I didn't see anybody who had these lanyards to say I'm exempt from wearing a mask because they just thought, fuck it, I'm doing it because it's better for society. I'm wearing a mask. Like I said, I saw disabled people, men, women, children. Didn't see no dogs or anything wearing masks. But do you know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, uh-huh. like, like literally everyone just wore a mask. Like it was, yeah, we're just used to it, normal. Whereas here, we're like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask. It makes my beard itch. Fuck out of here, man. It's a fucking mask. We did it. We did it for far too long. Then stay at home. Fuck that shit right now. <laughs> In fact, that's how they should do it. Those that want to wear a mask, just stay at home. You don't Why need to go out there. Mask and stay at home. Keep your mask on. <laughs> stay at home. Why would you wear a mask and stay at home? That's what they get. Mask. No, but I mean, if you're that worried, like, oh, shit, I'm going to get fucking COVID. Stay in the no, 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 no. The mask isn't to protect... I get that, but most people, people wear it for that reason because they think they're going to get it. But a sense of security, maybe. So stay at home and you'll be all right. Stay at home, be hypochondriac. Be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
just before you go, yes, I want to I want to shout out and say that um, I took what you said on board a few weeks ago about my environmental impact. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I've sold my big gas guzzler. Back of the net. Bought a little one to go on a road on a on my road trip. Electric vehicle. So fully. So I, want, I just want to ask to flip it back onto you. Have you got rid of your gas guzzler? Marxist Wade. Militol Toyota Yaris. <laughs> my one litre. <laughs> and it's petrol. I mean, come on, it's not, the car you, it's, it's not the car that you dropped me off with the other day. That's all I'll say. I mean, there are multiple cars within the family household. I agree. but All I'll say is the wheels were bigger than my legs. <laughs> and I'm six foot three, people. <laughs> me Yaris. Like the 10 inch wheels or whatever it is. Whatever the standard size is that you get out there. <laughs> And it's only three doors as well. I mean, if there's uh, if there's an alternative, I'm happy to look into it. But I don't know if I'll uh, get much for it when I trade it in one day. It's all right. We'll have that conversation. Have you given up the meat? Mind. Tell me that. I had to in Europe. There was no halal. There we go. And you come back? Have you carried on? Um, what did I have today? I didn't go full vegan vibes. I had. Uh, Toasted egg. So yeah, so far. So far. So far. Pretty, good, pretty good. So far. Yeah. Just, Working don't, on it. just ignore the Imran's later on. <laughs> no, I can't afford. I can't afford an Imran's man. I put on so much weight whilst I was abroad. I need to start looking after myself. I've stayed at home and put on weight, but that's the topic for another another one. Yeah, Where can people definitely. find you for more information and to learn more about your happy travels? Um, find me on Instagram, sneaks underscore n underscore beats, sneaks and beats. I'm the Yorkshire Gambit. Do like, share, and subscribe. And also join our Patreon account because <laughs> our one we supporter, have... we might have lost her. <laughs> Shouts to Deb. Uh, you know, everything that I say is lighthearted. Unless it's about America, then it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it, Sonny Mule. All right, see you in a bit. Bye. Bye. Bye.